Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Steve Ditko created Spider-Man, X-Men, the Fantastic Four, and the Avengers, timeless characters whose stories were retold in the modern day with the creation of the Ultimate Marvel Universe. Join us as we journey through My Ultimate Year. Welcome to My Ultimate Year, the comic book podcast going through the entirety of the Marvel Ultimate Universe. This is episode 31, three to go, and today we're going to be talking some Ultimate Comics, Spider-Man, X-Men, Ultimates, and the Wolverine miniseries. Uh, I, as always, am Zach, your comic book journeyman, and today I am joined by Charlotte, your comic book rainbow belt. And today I have the special privilege of being the only host of my ultimate year without covid uh, <laughs> which i do yep. think and i'm sorry i this is where i have to bring it up it is a sign of moral weakness and failure charlotte uh-huh. uh, contracting covid so uh just want you to know that i do judge you for this and i do think you are letting the listeners down because you were not at 100 <laughs> percent uh, and it is no excuse for diminished performance on the podcast yeah, it but is true. I that, have been cancelled because I got COVID. Uh, that's that's something that's happening. <laughs> Apparently, it's true. People are getting cancelled left and right over <laughs> contracting COVID. Yep. <laughs> Could say the, um, the, but, the uh, reaction to it hasn't been positive. Uh huh. Well, it has been because <laughs> I am positive to COVID. Having <laughs> a very negative reaction to becoming yep. sick with COVID. Um. <laughs> Yes, but I, in all seriousness, I'm glad you're on the other side of it and feeling better. Yeah, uh, and glad we could uh, we could record today. So yeah. we are in the final stretch of uh, of the Ultimates, and it is it's interesting. Um, in some ways, it does feel like it's wrapping up, and in other ways, it feels like it is still building for you know potential like years worth of comics. Right. Yeah, I think um, I think what you mean to say is that oh my god, good good thing it's finally ending because these were a stinker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm say, exaggerating, uh, but I I did yeah, feel a bit tired yeah. from uh, from the Ultimate Universe uh, release. Well, it doesn't help knowing that it's about to end, right? Like, if these were right at the Maybe, beginning, but th- I, there's, I don't know there's something to the knowledge really... of. Well, I I think knowing that like there's ten more X Men comics, and then that's it, it's over, right? Like, does yeah. lend a uh, an air of like, oh well, you know, what does this matter? It's about to finish, and this doesn't feel like we're moving towards some kind of satisfying conclusion is probably just going to end. Right. So you like, it's kind of like yeah. that thing with when we knew Peter Parker was about to die and they were about to start like the training thing. And it's like, yeah, but that that's not going to happen. We're not going to get there. No. So um, there's something I mean, that, but even despite that, I, I do think they feel a bit aimless and just like, mm-hmm. where, where are we going? We don't have like, it's disappointing. Cause I, I, f- we, at least I felt like after divided we fall, united we stand. They felt like mm-hmm. there was a new interesting sandbox for for the ultimate universe, and they're not really doing anything that interesting with it. It's just like wandering yeah. Yeah. Uh, around the plot line plot lines we we feel like we've already seen before. Yeah, I, I I think there's some interesting ideas here. I think just the execution is pretty like right down the middle. Yeah, 
like yeah, stock standard kind of like uh, oh, this, this is what happens when you read every comic though from a line right like that's most true. comics are mediocre to below average <laughs> most if you average all the comics together it turns out that most of them are average uh is what i'm finding out <laughs> <laughs> what you've been finding out for the past uh, uh, yeah that's years. a discovery <laughs> i've i've made uh yeah three years into the show is uh the average of all comics is average the yep. um uh, I, I do want to exempt Spider-Man from this because I am actually still quite Agreed. excited yeah. about Spider-Man, and uh, and that still is like very vital and feels propulsive, um, whereas the other ones don't. But we'll we'll get so into like, details. We we've um, been before, like bagging oh, on Bendis a bunch, but like it is mm-hmm. impressive that he's the only one that has been here for the beginning from the beginning and is still delivering with the same title. Well, I, that's that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, I, it is impressive. But I I, I have some. I have some theories about that, about who's really responsible. We'll get into. Before we do that, uh, <laughs> I just want to uh, mention, if you want to support the show, uh, head over to patreon.com slash mymarvelousyear. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to our master spreadsheet for My Marvelous Year and My Ultimate Year. Um, access to our Slack channel for $5. Access to the bonus episodes that we do occasionally. Charlotte and I did like a two-hour MCU tier list of phase one and two. Yep. Uh, and that... That uh, recording is up on the $3 a month um, tier list. Or $3 a month uh, backing tier. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, reviews on Apple Podcasts are always welcome. And uh, we're getting very excited. Charlotte and I are in the planning phases of what's coming next. We'll probably announce that in the next couple episodes when we get the details yeah. nailed down. But I, I think we more or less have the shape of what we want to do after My Ultimate Year, what show we're going to be doing. Um, yeah, I think so very, most very of the excited. work left is finding a good pun for the title. <laughs> I know. It's like finding a title, commissioning the artwork, finding yeah. some theme music. All that's like, that's actually the, the work that's left to do. I think we have the idea down and what we're going to start with, maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're, we're yeah, really yeah, like so. a, an idea focused podcast, not a like solution focused podcast. So I think it should, <laughs> should work out. <laughs> yeah, this, this podcast is all about proposing problems, not solutions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, kind of like the Republican Party, am I right? Ooh, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, oh, actually, I mean, just to, to not be so coy about it, we are going to be doing another comic book reading club podcast. Uh, so that is, you know, we'll, we'll tell you more details, but, you know, we're not moving away from <laughs> co- uh, our I'm sure, I'm sure people were expecting us to just switch on to music podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're going to break down... The discography of U2, one album at a time. (laughs) Two people who have never listened to U2 in their lives, listening to it for the first time in their lives, and talking about it with uh, no musical vocabulary. Oh, I don't know how to tell you this, but I've listened to a bunch of U2. (laughs) I just assumed. I was like, well, there's no way Charlotte has listened to U2. Oh, I've listened to U2, trust me. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) Really? Why? My mom loves U2. That's her favorite band. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's a real, it's a real like, it's a mom band to be yeah. honest. Um, okay, that's very funny. I don't, I know like probably three or four U two songs. So, all right, well, uh, let's workshop that joke. I'll come back in episode thirty two <laughs> and uh, yep. have a, a, I'll figure out a, a better band joke. Your U two year, yeah, yeah, that's not a good title. <laughs> Ultimate Comic Spider Man. We read sixteen point one, which is a very strange. Um, a numbering convention that I don't know if that 
does they do that anymore? Do they do the point five, the point ones anymore? I, they really they've sure. done it like in recent years. I don't know the most recent example of it that I can think it of. It feels like now what they do is like mini series. They'll just say like Ultimate Comic yeah. Spider Man colon uh you know unmasked right. Or and just like, do, like an annual like. I know the yeah, sure. annuals X-Men, or... recent X-Men has done stuff like that. Like there's been Marauders annuals, X-Force annuals, telling like specific stories that doesn't necessarily fit the, the grander narrative. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Although, I, like, I, mean, I think I, this I is basically just the... one issue of Ultimate Spider-Man. Like there's not much that makes it different from the rest. It's just like, I think in well, the this specific case, it's just to, to be a, Divided with whole United States tie-in slash fallout issue. Yeah, it's a fallout issue that takes place before the event ends, which is weird because, like, there's a reason yeah. we skipped it, right? We, we read 13 through 18, and I have in the notes here, minus 16.1. Because if you read this before you read 17 and 18, like, 17 and 18, divided we fall, United we stand, is still happening. 16.1 is after the fact, and it's talking about stuff after the fact. I mean, it's not going to, like, spoil it for you, but... It is. Uh, it's strange the the order in which, and it did it's, come out in this order. I looked it up. The publication was like this came out in the middle of that event. So, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's, it's the um, constant inconsistency of like those kinds of numberings, where it's like it's never the same thing and never means the same thing. And they've done it for like 2010s events, where like I think Age of Ultron and Inhumanity had like you had the number of the issue, and just before it was like. 16 AU for Age of Ultron or like 17 ENH for for Inhumanity. It was like very weird numbering that you don't need to do that. You can just say it's a tie-in and that's that's enough. I don't know. Yeah, I like the... Um, I, I, I think I actually prefer instead of an annual or some weird numbering, just name it like... Name it its own thing, right? Like when uh, Donny Kate's Venom yeah. series just decides to do that like flashback episode or flashback issue. To the Vietnam War, it's just Venom Nom, I think, or Venom, yeah, Ven- Venom. <laughs> which yeah. is one. Venom is one of the funniest uh, comic titles of all time. That's that's excellent. Or uh, you know, whatever that they had an Immortal Hulk spinoff that was just like, yeah. you want to do one issue that's not part of the main story. You know, I had an idea, so they just kind of name it something else. But although, like that was most often uh, inviting guest writers and guest artists for for doing mm-hmm. their their own Immortal Hulk story. That's yeah. a bit different. Yeah. Uh, okay, so 16.1 is, <clears throat> it's mostly the story of Betty Brant, who, yeah. to my memory, I do not remember how much we've seen her. Uh, I guess she's been around. I'm, I'm looking here. She's been in 13 issues of Spider-Man <laughs> so far, but I do not remember her. Yeah, um, I mean, she was just like one of the workers the, at the Daily Bugle. Bugle, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say something. Wait, how, how? Daily Bugle? 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 It's Bugle. No, no, Bugle, it's the Daily okay, Bugle. Yeah. You got it right. No, it's Bugle. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trolling you. Daily bugle. bugle. Okay, yeah. Bugle makes more bugle. sense. Okay. Um, yeah, it. I guess it is kind of a weird word just to look at and try Bugles. to say out loud and not say Bugles. Bugle or Buggle. <laughs> <laughs> buggle. <laughs> buggle. <laughs> Daily um, Buggle. The Betty Brant is uh, doing some investigative reporting about who the new Spider-Man is, and she's trying to sell the story to J. Jonah Jameson, who is not interested after his, like... Uh, I don't know, revelation about Spider-Man and how wrong he's treated Spider-Man in the past. Um, and Betty Brandt is just, you know, uh, J. Jonah Jameson calls her a careerist, right? And it's kind of true. She's just trying to sell this. Like, despite 
he's like, what's the point of this? What would the point, what would the good be served to unmask Spider-Man? And she was like, well, it's news. Right. Um, that's mostly yeah. what this is. It's uh, it's interesting. I, I think it's well done. It's interesting enough to see her like research this. Uh, there's some pretty good artwork here by David Marquez. I like the... Um, I think he's a good... He's just a good artist and like knows how to lay out yeah. the comics and like give you something visually interesting to look at. So like she's investigating... Um, what's his name uh the uncle uncle aaron's apartment and just gives you these like above shot like layout bird's eye view of the apartment while she's doing it like it's it's not revolutionary but like a comic that just decides to show you different techniques and like different points of view instead of the most like stock standard put a camera medium distance from the characters while they're looking at things uh view i'm always you know i'm always here for that yeah it's it's really like he his art is very kind of realistic but also like feels alive in a way that only more cartoonish styles usually feel that's like uh, an mm-hmm. interesting balance I know what, he he's yeah nice. i know i know what you mean um yeah because there there's a not a realism to it but it's definitely less cartoony than like yeah what we generally get but he does have just a lot of like up close i mean it's it's not far off sarah pacelli sarah pacelli does a very similar it's, it's very close like yeah. i often forget which one is uh which one does what in, uh, in those kind of issues. i know i had like, to look it up because i couldn't just picked up but like there's there's pages i mean it's the same thing that bagley had to work with where uh brian michael bendis is like here's a double page spread and it's a conversation between betty brandt and jjj and it is going to be 15 faces talking back and forth and you yeah. just need to like the action is just going to be in their expressions and, uh, and I think he does a great job and honestly a better job than Bagley does because <laughs> like I had sympathy for Bagley basically for having to do that month in month out. Um, but like Marquez is doing a really good job with it in like showing, you know, character through their expression in a way that sometimes got very lost with Bagley's yeah. stuff. Then again, he also, like, like Marquez he also is not kind of like this month in month. Uh, Bendis, uh, not Bendis, Bagley also had kind of like same same face syndrome with a lot of his characters I feel. <laughs> yes in, in a yeah, way yeah, that's yeah. david marcus definitely doesn't god I always, like, we JJJ always end up looks back, like JJJ. bagging on bagley yeah 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 well i mean like ben ben uric and uh peter parker you know put like facial hair on peter parker and you've got a yeah, ben th- that one i never saw that one like, that one is just you i think but <laughs> <laughs> that's just me okay that's fair yeah <laughs> um yeah i guess i have brought up that example before yeah uh there's um here's a question do you like this new like upstanding moral citizen j jonah jameson um i don't think i would like it as like if it happened in 616 that would feel like okay that's one interesting turn and then like we have to he has to stay in that turn for the rest of his history and that's less interesting but in, it, as a side universe that's an interesting different dynamic with spider-man mm-hmm. that like i'm fine with the ultimate jjj being that having been because like He's never been as hateful Spider-Man as he was in 616. Because, like, even from the beginning, it's like, he's, he's like, bugging on Spidey because it's it makes money. Like, not because he has a personal vendetta against him, necessarily. Mm-hmm. At least not at first. So, yeah, it's it's... I think it works with what's been established before. And, like, it makes sense that after having made mistakes with the previous Spider-Man and seeing those mistakes... He would act different with the with the new Spider-Man and like be more benevolent, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally, totally agree. I, I think like as the the Marvel side universe, I mean, like it is kind of so, something is lost, right? But then again, like J. Jonah Jameson has not been. I mean, has anyone done J. Jonah Jameson as well as like Stanley and um, 
Oh God, who immediately I, followed Stanley? Um, um, oh God, Jim Cullen. Uh, no, no he didn't write the the follow up uh, during the um, the John Romita Senior stuff. I guess was, maybe was, was it still, still Stanley? Yeah. Oh, it was still Stanley. It was just Dick yeah. Cullen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, that that, that I, kind of like grumpy penny pincher. Uh, thing, I mean, like not know? in comics, but um, the, like the Sam Raimi version is perfectly that. I think. Oh my God! I know. And yeah, uh, but you know, I, then again, I haven't like, read it, but I've heard the like Chip Zdarsky has done interesting stuff with JJJ. I've heard in recent years, yeah, but I haven't yeah, the, personally read it. There's been, I know, there's been a morphing of the character in recent years in yeah. like mainline Marvel, which we won't get into. But uh, yeah, I mean, any, any of my hesitation about like, ah, but I miss the old grumpy one is just that kind of foolish. Like, I just wish things would stay the same and stay what I want them to be. So like, yeah, I, I can't really cling to that and too much. I have to uh, say, I, I like this, this better than like the Alex Jonesization of JJJ and like the video games and stuff like that. Cause that, that's a more yeah. boring version of the character for me where this, this is I like that. Okay. In the video game. Cause again, it's just kind of one little, I mean, I think it works universe. fine if he's not an actual character. If he's mm -hmm. just like yeah, a yeah, caricature yeah. and like an antagonistic pre presence, but if he's an actual character yeah. that interacts with other people, that that's not enough. Yeah, you don't really want to hate JJJ. You want to like laugh yeah. at him, <laughs> right? You yeah, want to exactly. laugh at like his absurdity, him chucking shoes out the window, and him like begging everybody at his party to eat Jello instead of yeah. uh, <laughs> the like <laughs> the more expensive main dishes. Um, yeah. God, he's um, I anyway, like, uh, one thing about the like Betty Brent uh, trying to 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 find out who Spidey is, like she she gets mm -hmm. close to it, but she thinks it's his dad, and I'm like that. I, I thought mm -hmm. everyone in the world knew Spidey was a kid. Like that's that's the thing everyone knows. Uh -huh. He's like I know literal child. <laughs> Pretty... Like everything, everyone seems to have like forgotten that foot. and to think he's a grown adult. Yeah, he, he's five foot flat, right? Like, yeah, this is clearly a small, like maybe, maybe even he's slightly below five feet. Like this is obviously a small child. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty bad investigative reporting, uh, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, and I mean, her only uh, real connection is that um, Aaron says like, you're just like me. And then that she sees like under the mask, it's a black person. And she's yeah, like, that, that was really weird because like she, she gets defensive when I think Robbie Robertson says like, and what are you trying to say that because they're both black, they're necessarily related. And like, like Doc Ock has, says that, has said that to Peter Parker a lot. And like many villains say the exact same thing to character with the same yeah, skin I color. So. I mean, that I, doesn't I do, mean they're I do. related. I actually kind of think she's onto something. Like if you saw... Uh, a black supervillain talking to uh to a black uh superhero and saying like you know that we're more alike than you think or you know you're just like me i don't i don't think it's a crazy stretch to think they're related but uh i don't know I, to I me that's that was like just... basic villain talk like most yeah i guess, uh, I guess so I, I didn't think about it in those terms that most that villains say that but i don't think the lot. comic is thinking about that either no i think i think they wanted uh, i think bendis wanted a kind of cheap joke uh, yeah about you know making a we're not all related joke um okay so that's 16.1 and it ends with her being like all right fine i'm gonna go sell this news to another publication and then she leaves and goes back to her apartment where she is quickly murdered <laughs> by someone who's like that's not your news to share and we don't know who murders her um and then 19 through 22 i think no yep. we know uh, don't we know doesn't is it isn't it venom immediately no, it's it's like hidden in the shadows. Who it is? Okay, I think I, maybe you see I it's like, a black like the text last box. panel was Venom, uh, like a full full page of Venom. 
Maybe. Uh, I read this two days ago, Charlotte, so I can't <laughs> expect it. <laughs> I think there was Venom in the end, but like, same, same difference. Okay. Yeah, I th- and maybe you're right. Um, and then it's pretty quickly you start the rest of the arc is like i'm pretty sure venom's on the cover so yeah um yeah so this is the venom story uh not the venom story it's kind of a like a venom story honestly don't like venom at the end here turns out to be just some uh employee of rocks yeah it's not eddie brock and we don't know i don't think we know exactly who it is or if you like that character had importance before I don't remember. So this guy is harassing Miles and his family because he thinks he learned from Betty Brandt that it's Jefferson Davis, Miles' father. Yeah. Here is Spider-Man, and he's, like, obsessed with Spider-Man uh, and going after him. And he's like, you caused my problems. And I don't actually remember the reasoning why. I think it's pretty flimsy at the yeah, end. Do you remember why this guy is obsessed with Spider-Man? I have no idea, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, that actually doesn't. Really like I, I don't even it, remember it how Eddie much. Brock lost the symbiote. If if we saw it happen, I don't know. That that doesn't ring yeah, a bell. Yeah, I I, I th- no. I mean, I, I'm not sure. I just assumed Roxon, you know, grabbed a little sample, yeah. or whatever, and one of their scientists got infected. Um, I guess the main point though is like it's a weird venom. It's this big kind of uh, like bestial version of venom. Venom. He's like way more monster-like than like he's a more alien-looking. I think. Yeah, more alien-looking and kind of kind of like a gorilla vibe to him. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's harassing Miles Morales and his family. Uh, Genki is making <laughs> web fluid. Uh, he thinks he came up with the recipe, which I think is a really good gag. Because he comes up with the recipe for new web fluid um, now that Miles is out. And then the first time Miles uses it, it just like sloppily like hits Venom in the face and then droops off. Yeah. Like, he just does a, a quick web shot to his face. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, these are great. Uh, I, I think these really work. Brian Michael Bendis is, you know, he's still, like, kind of honing on what works about Miles. He does that one thing really well, which is, like, putting the pressure on a kid and making you really feel that pressure, right? Like, yeah. Which is a lot of the appeal of Spider-Man is, like, a man under pressure being pressured to, like, constantly being pressured to quit because it is affecting his life it's ruining his life right like that's kind of like the core of peter parker is that he has this great power and it gives him a responsibility and he's constantly being subjected to things that want to make him reject that responsibility yeah and, right? and because like you've seen what happened to core. peter you get why he's so afraid of his identity being revealed and like from people learning about it because he he knows that's that's part of what caused peter to die and like here he's yeah. like completely panicked about people getting close to his identity, but I think it's his dad, Spidey. Like, I think Maria Hill is now, like, a, a detective for the NYPD or something, and she she mm-hmm. she she guessed his identity. Immediately just guesses it. She's yeah. Like, mm, look at that. Well, it's because it's because Mary Jane Watson and Gwen Stacy show up to his house outside <laughs> of Miles Morales' house while, like, Venom, they're in the aftermath of the Venom attack, and she's just like, oh, interesting. Spider-Man's two girlfriends just showed up to talk to Miles Morales. Interesting. I'm sure yeah. that's not a coincidence. <laughs> and she also like I, I want to call out um, Gwen and MJ's new look. I love I love how David Marcus drew them, and also they've never like I've never more wanted them to date each other. <laughs> they they look yeah. like Daphne and Velma from Scooby Doo, and they also look like most of my sapphic friends. <laughs> well, okay, stop. Cool it. Just take. <laughs> you need to take a, nope. a cold shower. You know, if, you, if you're talking about uh, Daphne and Velma from Scooby Doo, I know what that means for you personally. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> oh, I, I, maybe I'm mixing you up with someone. I thought you were like pretty horny for one of them uh, from the like <laughs> James Gunn movies. 
maybe, but that. I did used to like, have a crush on them when I was a kid. Linda Cardellini like, or something. The difference is like she's, I think, twenty in these movies. MJ is like fifteen, I think. Really, because they they do come across now as like I mean it's been years. I actually think it's been years. I think they're all like twenty now. Uh, I mean, Kitty I don't Pryde know. was because like, Kitty they, Pryde they is definitely s- written as like a twenty twenty two year old now and not a fourteen year old. Yeah, it it does feel like years have passed. Like everyone's a little older. I mean, we do know that like years have passed since Peter Parker died, right? Like right at the beginning of um, I think like, it's been like two years since like yeah. the yeah, beginning yeah. of the time, Ultimate time Universe. Anyway, Charlotte, it's not problematic for you to be horny for these characters, okay? <laughs> I give you I give you the pass, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> which, which is mine to give. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, so she figures out who he is and uh I, I don't know, the uh, the the culmination of this is Venom uh smacks my <laughs> smacks Miles dad's ass real hard. Uh smacks Miles dad uh, across the the road and into a car and he has like internal bleeding and he's at the hospital and then venom attacks at the hospital and miles goes to stop him and venom kills his mom which i did not expect uh actually i don't yeah, even know if it's either. venom or like a cop shot her it, it's pretty unclear to me like all of a sudden she's just like ah my arm it's bleeding and then she's dead yeah i was very confused <laughs> as to why she was dying like she was, she like, was just talking she, little... she looked hurt but she was just talking to miles and then she effing died that's it yeah and it, it i guess it's a little unclear uh exactly i, I don't know how she died um, yeah it's a very I'm... small amount of blood <laughs> yeah i mean everyone knows you lose one cup of blood you're dead oh you don't know cups um you lose one fourth <laughs> of a liter i don't actually know how to convert liters to cups i mean uh, i, I one feel like i can guess what cups look like oh <laughs> it's a I was cup pretty of water i was really close there i just guessed that a liter 0.236 liters is one okay. cup so yeah. yeah a quarter you lose a quarter <laughs> liter of blood you're dead in uh in this comic yep um yeah how do you feel about this rio morales died here and, and um, she knows that she, like her last words are that like she knows that miles is spider-man she's like don't ever yeah, let your father know everyone doesn't know until they they do and then they die um yeah i right. don't love it because like she's barely been a character like his dad has been a character in that he, yeah. the difference between him and his uncle and like he he feels torn between the two like that has been a thing his one hasn't been a character at all like there's she, she, we we haven't yeah. gotten to know her and she just suddenly dies. It's like that feels like actual. F- I mean, that feels like fridging, uh, because she 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 has no she has no agency. She has no character. She has nothing. She's just there to be his mom and then die for for the story. That's kind of disappointing. And that's an example of uh, like a female character death being done wrong. I think. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I you know, like I. I guess I could see the gender aspect. I I don't really. I just see that like, it, it's. I wasn't even like clamoring for more Rio Morales to like be fleshed out as a character. Although that sounds fine. Like, sounds interesting to have her be an actual character. My issue with this is we just had, uh, Aaron die, Uncle Aaron, and that felt like his big Uncle Ben moment. That felt like the big family death that drives home that like. This is a bigger, scarier responsibility than he knows what to deal with and, like, is his call to action and his, like, um, you know, kind of like his origin, his Uncle Ben origin. Yeah. Now, this is like, well, we just had that. Like, this, this, it feels like putting a hat on a hat <laughs> to yeah. me. Or, I mean, like, 
it's unnecessary. Like, I, I kind of don't feel like you need to do this again. It feels lazy. It's kind of, I mean, which is what fridging is. It's usually very lazy, like, yeah. kill somebody just to, uh, you know, motivate the hero. But, like, we already had this in a better it version It feels very unnecessary. And, like, I, I don't know if that's yeah. true because I don't know what happens next. But I feel like maybe it's just that Aaron isn't actually dead because we didn't actually see him die. Um, we, I, I don't know if that's true. I, I don't know what happens next, but that, yeah. that feels like mm -hmm. something that might might be happening. I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's it's disappointing. It feels un unnecessary and, yeah, don't love it. And it's it's a disappointing end to these issues because I, I mostly yeah. like the rest. Yeah, I agree. That That one moment really just doesn't work very well but yeah besides that besides that i think it works oh in what i did want to talk about just a second i'm just looking on wikipedia real quick to see if aaron davis is actually dead because uh, i am very wow, curious you're gonna spoil yourself i guess i won't all right i'm closing it um <laughs> i was curious though oh um, <laughs> that was easy <laughs> yeah yeah no you're right you, you appealed to my, <laughs> my my better angels um yep. the uh the thing i wanted to talk about is I think Brian Michael Bendis is doing good work here. I think like yeah. this is a character that he can like lock into. I think he's good at writing this character. Uh, and I think he's like doing some of his like better Spider-Man work here. Cause sometimes with the Spider-Man stuff, it feels a little bit more like wishy-washy and uh, treading water. Uh, I think this is not that it feels like he's honed in on this character, but I think what makes this really sing is Sarah Pacelli. I think Sarah Pacelli is taking good stuff that we've kind of seen before and like really making it essential and really elevating it i think with bagley's art i think would be a lot more bored by this and a lot more like oh, we've seen this before i think we've like we've been through these beats before i think if this was still bagley i think this would be a lot less uh exciting it's yeah. like she adds so much characterization and so much like i mean just depth to the characters through their emotions and their their facial expressions right the way that they hold themselves the designs of the character like she is i think just incredible here i mean i agree and but this is where i'm gonna get lost was it was it serapicelli <laughs> i thought it was david marquez the whole way through <laughs> yes yes so at david marquez did the the 16.1 and then the rest of it was okay uh, serapicelli yeah okay i mean yeah so that's that's on me i, but, I mean they the, both of both of their arts that look amazing but yeah okay yeah yeah no she, i agree she, I mean, no i do agree like marquez is also great but uh yeah yeah uh, pacelli's layouts the 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 action i mean she can do all of it though like i think she does great action and like really good like just conversation between two people like and she knows how to kind of keep it dynamic and keep it flowing really well and like she works with bendis's long winding dialogue to keep it interesting and keep like she can kind of pace out the dialogue through the panels in a way that keeps you engaged like there's just enough to look at when it's not just big blocks of text um yeah oh and justin justin ponsor doing uh colors as well sarah sarah pacelli's inking her own work but ponsor is also doing a great job with yeah. colors yeah and um, so colors I, I think are really she's, good. she's great and i think like just genuinely like take something that i think would otherwise be good like i think these would be good comics in the hands of you know a more average artist like who's just doing okay work but i think like it's it's Sarah Pacelli's art that really like oomphs this up to the next level, and she leaves after this. This is her last arc uh, on Ultimate Comic Spider-Man. Although she does come back to Miles Morales in the future, yeah. um, I think we're being David Marquez is going to step up and replace her, which I you know I don't think either of us will be upset about. But she goes on to um, to draw Brian Michael Bendis's Guardians of the Galaxy. He's uh, he's writing that for Mainline Marvel, and like just yeah. having her and on that makes me interested. 
Yeah. Like she does oh, really? the whole Civil War two events. Yeah. At least the the main cool. the main events. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, that makes me want to go read that. Uh, you you you, the, you can the Guardians just of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> i haven't read that's fine yeah civil war 2 no, i'm less excited about because i know what that is like but i don't yeah. know about the guardians of the galaxy run if people like that or not uh i i like it but maybe part of it is nostalgia because it's one of the first uh runs i read which is weird to say because mm. it's like it's was like less than 10 years ago <laughs> but uh, yeah yeah well yeah it's fine um yeah i, yeah. I yeah, yeah. So, one last sure. thing on ultimate uh spider oh ultimate comic spider-man sorry um, like mm-hmm. the the very last <laughs> issue is the the very last page I think is Miles mm-hmm. tearing his co- his costume and like it's a Spider Man no more moment but he's literally, <laughs> yeah, he's literally saying literally no more no more no more <laughs> yeah I I don't love that that's like that really undermined the importance of the scene to me because it feels like you're just screaming a, a comics like comics words like editorial words I guess yeah and yeah it's like, no I I know I know what you mean it, it's whenever, like people the, the say reference. no more that's that's weird yeah it's too it's too on the nose and it, it's yeah. just like i i could see a world in which you could sell this uh but no it, it's too like it's too in love with like winking at you and being like you know what's coming because literally yeah. the next issue I, I took a peek at the cover the next issue is just the spider-man no more cover but with miles yeah. this time like i mean it, it's similar to people doing the so. professor xavier is a jerk pose with like a yeah, whole right. bunch of character in situations that does don't necessarily make sense and it's like it really takes you like takes takes you off of the the, the scene and also like yeah it's just in execution that last scene does not work because miles like wakes up in genki's house because he went to stay at like genki's house for the night and then he wakes up and then like walks out of genki's bedroom and is like mom <laughs> which is like that uh yeah that's just it's just confusing <laughs> And then being, and then he sees that he's at Genki's house and is like, "Oh no, my mom's dead." Whereas, like, it, it just doesn't sell it very well. There's a really easy way of doing that, you know, like have him dream something about his mother, right, and then have him wake up with that realization. Like that could be kind of a gut punch moment. The way he just plays it out does not does not really work. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we're both <laughs> yeah we're both on the same page. Like that that last Rio Morales's death does not really work. Yeah, I love that. We we've been critiquing this for the past at least five minutes, and it's still our favorite issues of the bunch. At least to oh, me, yeah, these were great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, th- yeah. Th- those are I really mean, fun. I, I do say... recommend Bendis's Spider-Man still, like yeah. above oh. any other Ultimate series right now. Oh yeah, easy. All right, so let's let's get into this because we we have a lot more to to cover. Yep, I don't think we'll have quite as much to say, but no, definitely not. Ultimate Comics X-Men last ended with. Kitty Pride striking striking a deal with Captain President Captain America. Uh, basically, any mutant that wants to cure their mutantism uh, can take a shot. Mutantism. And anyone? Yep, mutantism. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think that's I think that's the word that they use in this. And then if they don't want to, they can live on a like eighteen square mile patch of land in I think Utah. Um, yep, Utah in the Mojave Desert. Um, God, it's so weird and interesting to see how much of this is like a proto hoxbox. <laughs> yeah, know? like right. It's it's very it's very odd. Uh, I mean, like well, in 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 some ideas, not in quality. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely not in quality <laughs> at all. But like, I mean, we already talked about this. How Hickman was like slightly working out some hoxbox ideas when he was yeah. on the Ultimate Comics. And then this is like taking that idea even farther. He's not involved. This is um, Brian Wood, I think. Yeah, Brian Wood and Carlo Baberi um, on pencils. 
and just Justin Velas or Juan Velasco on inks, Jesus Abuertov on colors, um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's better than I thought it was gonna be. I was worried about this because it's called Reservation X, yeah, <laughs> which is a very provocative <laughs> title that it does not earn the rights to use. Because uh, it it's not even. Not... I mean, it's it's not really a reservation. Like they, it's their own nation. Yeah, they're sovereign. A... Na- oh, yeah, it's complicated. Uh, yeah, it yeah. doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't work. That that reference is very no, yeah. uh, kind of ill conceived. But uh, the twenty mutants remaining, you know, at least who are openly mutants. There's there's still more for sure. Or it's like Kitty Pride, the new Wolverine, Jimmy Hudson, Iceman, Rogue, Storm. Uh, there's Armor. There's Psylocke. Um, who's the Who's the one who does the 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 one with the seeds. I can't remember his name. Oh, I have no um, idea. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's a guy who can like manipulate plants. Um, and uh, they begin their own little society on this little patch of land. Um, and immediately, there's like a division between Kitty Pride and Nomi Blue Mach Two. Yeah. Yeah. Who's like kind of the new Magneto? Like literally, she has magnetism powers. I think this is the biggest weakness of this comic to me. Um, I'm like. I'm a little interested in them starting their own little society and dealing with the outside world. And there's definitely, there's even some Hawksbox stuff about how like, you know, this this is the mildest of spoilers for Hawksbox. I will not be like giving away stuff that, but Hawksbox, like the mutants, you know, basically barter off some cures for drugs to the rest of the world. In this, you know, they create these seeds, these like sentient seeds, which... They have to have better branding than sentient seed because that is very scary. <laughs> you could just yep. say like smart seed. Smart seed sounds fine. Sentient seed is a very terrifying sound. Like, yes, plant me, plant me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, the yeah, that doesn't work. But they, they give no. this like seed that grows in any soil, in any climate to the rest of the world as a gift. Right. As like a peace offering to humanity. Like, well. We're gonna solve world hunger, um, and I, I think I think that's kind of interesting. Like we can talk about the execution of it, but I, I think that's kind of an interesting idea. The stuff with Nomi Bloom it doesn't work for me at all because there's nothing to it except like jealousy of Kitty Pride. Like she's just like, who's she to boss us around? Yeah, the the the, 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 the like the schism amongst the musicians. It's like it's really we you don't really understand what the actual differences like there's, what the actual there's no ideology yeah exactly it. that's it's, it, it's it's all just like who voted you to be president you know like that's i it. mean i think <laughs> there is like, a well, part of like the Manito. we we should be collaborating less with the humans and doing our, our own thing and meanwhile kissy is like asking for iron man he- iron man's help with the yeah. distributing the seeds and stuff like that and the the pr perspective um but there's no argument there right like no they yeah live on this tiny little patch of land in the desert and to be like, we need to, the six of us need to form a revolt against humans. It, it, it doesn't even stand like as, it doesn't stand as an argument whatsoever, right? Because there's no, there's yeah. barely any mutants left and they have no resources and they're all kids. Like it's, it's silly on its surface immediately. So like there's, there's no good compelling argument and you don't really see like Kitty's not making the mistakes that you would see like someone in that position make that could be used as. Yeah, no, it feels you know, very artificial, like creating tension where where there doesn't need to be and where it doesn't re- really make sense to be some like a- at the end um like there's a there's separation of the groups and like most people go with mac 2 including 
Iceman and you like why would Iceman go with them? It's like yeah, yeah. it's it's very weird and you don't get the like like in you said the, the difference like, in ideology. Characters who already sided with Kitty Pride like um Black Box, I think. Yeah. Now we're just going with Kitty or with the uh, Mach 2 and it's like I I don't know why they switch. Like that she hasn't made a I compelling mean, argument. She's just been like she's a 15-year-old who's like kind of throwing temper tantrums in her own trailer being like Heh. I'll show that kitty a thing or two. And then people are like, yeah, she's making a good argument. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's weird. And I don't know part. how you, where you go from there. Because like, now there's no one left on Kitty's team. And like, the 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 arc ends with, uh, basically they're presenting the sentient seats to, to the rest of the world. They're like holding a conference and Iron Man is there. And then there's an explosion. And Mac 2 convinces everyone that it was like, either Kitty did it, or, like, it's proof that we can trust the humans. And everyone goes with her, and it's the end of the thing. And like, wait, wh- what happened? Why is everyone leaving just because there was an explosion? Like, what's the uh, what's the reasoning yeah. behind it? But then it also turned out that it was Kitty. <laughs> yeah, right? like, yeah. And why? Sense. Like, why? and, yeah, she, she intended she did it to, to make everyone believe. She did it intentionally to, like, uh, oh, I can't remember. There, there's some contrived reason about, you know, like... Um, Oh yeah, I, I don't remember. It's something like people will not accept the mutant seed, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, so like d- forming this fake division between the mutants and the humans. But then Tony Stark will behind the scenes be still like distributing the seed, and she's, you know, like they won't thank you for it, but you just solved world hunger, Kitty. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, I mean it's. it's uh, uh, you brought up Huxbox, but that's like that's something that makes Huxbox great, and that's. This, among with many other X-Men comics, has as a problem, which is artificial tension between mutants. And, like, there always needs to be a problem that makes it that so that uh, mutants can't work together. Like, you you can have a united front of mutants. That's disappointing and it feels very, like I said, artificial and... it's weird, it's disappointing, and feels like we were going forward, or at least going somewhere, and, like, just going back to mutants being divided and uh, and being hunted and not having a, uh, their own place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. I, I think, and, and again, no spoilers for Hawksbox here. I will not be spoiling it. Yeah. How, like, how grateful I am that Hawksbox exists just as a good counterpoint to all these kind of mediocre comics. It's such yeah. a good reference point to be like, look, you can do this if you take it seriously, and, and well, here, here's the things that make Hawksbox Hawksbox works. Hawksbox <laughs> work. It take it takes its subject matter really seriously. So like, he clearly has thought this stuff through and tried to you know like like answer all the questions that people might have, right? Like the the ramifications of the world that he's setting up, right? The the status quo shift that's being set up, like the details are being accounted for. Also knowing. The, that it is a precursor to a new status quo, right? Like, how important is that? That you know, yeah, that it's not a six-issue arc, and like everything gets erased and back to status quo afterwards. Because this is four issues, and then it's over. And like, I don't know where this is going to go from here, but not this anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? like the the reservation of them forming their own little society here. That part's over. Like, this yeah, is and with. I didn't love it, but it's it was crazy. something new. Issues. It was something different. Like, there was potential I, you know, I at least. Th- I kind of liked it. I was interested in like what they were doing, you know, like I, I, w- I was intrigued by the idea of them forming their own little commune and seeing how this would like, yeah. you know, continue to build. Um, and it just doesn't, but it's also weird. I mean, I like, like that idea of like, they have this patch of toxic land and you know, how are they going to make 
a society out of this. They have nothing. And how are they going to build out of this? And it's like, well, they have one mutant who can like rearrange, you know, like uh, denature the radioactive isotopes in the, the soil and, you know, remove pollutants from the soil. And this one, you know, storm can redirect weather so that they can grow crops. And like, I think, oh, that's really interesting. I think that could be fun just to like spend time with that. Um, and it, yeah, it, it's weird. It's just all about like, the the military action and you know being sent a gun and the intrigue of it all and yeah yeah and then you also have like in the background there's like the the other mutants in the like so southeast southeast asian republic like the mm -hmm. twin cities of tian which are kind of a mutant nation but not really but then like jean gray aka karen grant like is watching them from there and she she seems to be plotting against them, but she you you have yeah. no idea why or what she what she's doing. Like, like once again, it's a weird division between mutant factions, and you don't get what the actual ideological or like personal differences are. Yeah, 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 totally. I, I will say, uh, they they have somebody like spying from Tian on the um, Utopia, the the reservation called Farbird, and it kind of kind of looks like the Vulture in Spider Man Homecoming. Um, uh, you mean in the in big... uh, Academy acclaimed uh, Morbius movie? Yes, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Keaton's uh, renowned performance of, uh, of Vulture in, in uh, Morbius feature featuring Dr. Yeah. Michael Morbius. Yeah, he doesn't know how he got here. Has to do with Spider-Man, he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> that's an incredible, incredible line. That's, that's on I like the level that of, I, her name is Katana, she, she has my back. That's same level to me. <laughs> I, I I like that there's no no hesitation that you're we're even spoiling the post credit scene. Of that oh, who movie cares? Before. Who cares about no Morbius? no? That's what I mean. Like it, it doesn't even like set off alarm for me to be like, oh, we should be careful because it's just so like. And like everyone hey, knows that like, no one's seen it, but everyone knows. <laughs> the, the end of that is so funny, where it's just like, hey, what if I was in your movie? That's literally like the entire conceit, and there's. <laughs> no more thought put into uh, how yep. that works. <laughs> Incredible. Amazing. Anyway, this this uh, this character Farbird, kind of boring. I don't know, but there's one detail I really like, which is that um, I think it's Karen Grant or uh, Phoenix is like, all right, Farbird, you can you know come in for a safe landing, and Farbird's like, you know, I can never land, <laughs> and she's like, whoops, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. Which one? That's very funny that like you have a. <laughs> spy character who apparently can never land he just is, has to fly infinitely um, why does he explode if that? he touches ground what, like what's no what's but i like here? that i think that's a fun i think that's a very fun and weird detail of like um you know like it's like a shark like if it stops moving it dies if it stops swimming like i, I can never stop flying or i get killed like i like that i think that's a fun weird idea but i just think it's really funny that gene gray who's his handler is like Oh yeah, I forgot that aspect of your, you know, <laughs> physiology. I forgot that I've never seen you face to face because you already always fly. Uh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I want like I want uh, a sequel to Speed where they're just like parachuting or like gliding all the time and they can't <laughs> land. Gliding, but you can never land. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Ooh, that's a fun idea, Charlotte. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's a fun character idea told like through the worst exposition. Yeah. So yeah, I think like. I kind of think this is intriguing. Like, and these are not bad. Like, I don't think these are bad comics. I think these read fine and it moves along and like, there's just enough to keep me interested here. It's just, they, they don't really rise above like the concept. No, um, no. I think in the characters are kind of so-so. And then like uh, the, the art, the art's okay. But also like, again, it's um, Carlo. Is, is it? Yeah. Carlo Barberi is uh, like sexualizing all the women 
constantly in a way that doesn't have to happen. Like Kitty Pride and Storm are just like constantly like arching their back <laughs> and sticking their boobs yep. out for which like again, I'm not I'm not opposed to sexy characters, but it's literally like them giving a political speech and you know, their like nipples are uh hard under their shirt. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And also like it was ten, 10 issues ago when Kitty Pride was literally saying she was 16 while uh, <laughs> while there was uh, yeah, literally sure, a book right, chat. Like, yeah, even even if she's 20, it's still kind of like yeah. well, okay, gross. I don't need this. Um yeah, it's just just kind of silly, unnecessary and it's also just part of the norm. Um, all right, yep. so moving on to, I don't know, I think that is the second most successful of the batch we've read. But can we, <laughs> that, if we, we, while we're talking about mutants, maybe we can uh, go into Wolverine? Yeah, sure, which is the least successful of these four for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one, this one's kind of a mess. Uh, yeah, do you want to, do you want to talk about the, the plot of this? I oh, I, I, I mean, I, I remember the, 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 like, main ideas, I couldn't, like really describe you a scene or how it begins stuff like okay, that all right well I'll, I'll do it but okay <laughs> well oh something i want to bring up x-men and wolverine have some pretty good covers um ultimate is it x-men or is it just the wolverine it might just be or is it ultimates so one of these has oh ultimates has some good covers um which uh, i think the art is actually so so but like there's a yeah. handful of like very fun covers for the ultimates and uh wolverine like ultimate comic wolverine number one has an art adams cover of wolverine that's super fun. That has Wolverine on the cover, even though he's only, like, secondarily involved. Yeah. Um, Wolverine, Jimmy Hudson, and Black... Oh, yeah, that's right. Black Box goes off here. Um, leave because he get... Jimmy Hudson gets a little, you know, R2-D2 hologram of his dad being like, I'm proud of you, boy. And then Black Box finds that there's, like, secret information on the optical disc that talks about a program called uh, Mother Vine, which is to activate... It's a program that, like, engineers mutant child's birth, like, injecting mut women and pregnant women, and it gives their kids mutant powers that then they can, like, activate with a, a kill phrase later. Yeah. Um, something like that. Uh, and uh, it's boring. Uh, <laughs> it's very boring. The idea of, like, triggering mutant... Uh, it's just, like, build a bomb. What are you talking about? Just, like... Like, they talk about it like they have this, you know, incredibly robust, you know, super powerful weapon, which is that if they have a person in the right time and place, they can say something to them, and then their mutant powers will become active, which maybe means that they'll strike out, you know, erratically and hurt some people around them. And it's like, just set a bomb. Just yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very weird plot. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I'm being silly by not buying into the concept but the concept is boring you know like i mean you know you, you have to buy into it it's about mutants you want to write about mutants but i think it's just kind of a dull uh a dull idea like that there's not much to that yeah and it's like it's kind of feels like, like for what's the point of the series is it just to have like the he the, like the, the writers had the idea for that plot point of uh mutant uh programming i guess <laughs> mm -hmm. and they're like yeah. they or is it just a weird retcon with the like Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch all doing uh... <laughs> Cause, okay so like yeah the... right They're... basically he's Hopefully. like Jimmy Hutton is also trying to learn who his mom is because he he knows his mm -hmm. dad is Wolverine but he doesn't know who his biological mom is and like we're bringing back the our favorite plot points from uh, what was it Ultimates three I think. That's Wolverine used to have sex with uh, Magda who was like. 
Sky Twitch and Quicksilver's mom and like Magneto's wife, I think. Uh huh. Yeah. And and the, yeah, like, like there was some yeah. doubt or at least like kind of a hint of that uh, Wanda and Pietro might be Wolverine's children, but it's like maybe not. Um, and yeah. now it's confirmed that she Magna Magda was Jimmy Hudson's mom, which makes uh, Quicksilver like his brother half brother. And so here mm -hmm. it's Quicksilver basically abducting Jimmy Hudson, I think, and mm -hmm. being an overall creep and explaining explaining the mother mother vine thing and like showing it off to him uh -huh. by exploding no by by activating powers which kill people around it's a girl who like spews poison yeah yeah and then he kills her because jimmy hudson asks him to stop it like uh -huh. I, I have no idea what quicksilver is actually trying to do like is he in yeah. charge of the the new more divine program or is he just trying to mess with jimmy i don't know yeah I, it, it's it's all i mean the motivations are non-existent that i mean that's one of the big problems with yeah. this is that like all the motivations of the characters are pretty non-existent and then we don't know these characters already so we can't already like you know when you read a wolverine miniseries you're like well, i know who wolverine is i kind of get what his deal is but this you know i don't know what this, this kid is like he's pretty boring um quicksilver's pretty boring right like to begin with let alone like i don't care about magda <laughs> and logan having sex which we get to see yeah uh, i mean of. it's like do we really need the answer to the question of who is his mom like does does that need an answer and like, do we need well, to tie it to another it character in the answer. universe? Like, how yeah. that doesn't make for an interesting story. Like, that's something you, you yeah. say a lot, but that just makes for a, a longer Wikipedia page. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. Um, I love it when you quote me, Charlotte. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, the uh, here here's the only reason for this comic to exist. And when I saw this at the the very last page, I was hooting and hollering. Oh, is it that is Quicksilver? Can I look like Tom Hiddleston? And that's the only no, thing that gets me going. No, King the Conqueror shows up in the last page. Does he? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't she, remember that at all. Mean. And I read those comics yesterday. <laughs> uh, I didn't either. To be fair, I was like, "Who the hell is that?" Because they there's definitely some like shadowy person that shows up at the very end. Um, okay and i was like well i don't know who that is and then i just i'm on the wiki page and it's like kang first appearance cameo so uh, that okay. was Kang the conqueror apparently um yeah it's kind just, of it's interesting kind of I, so who cares th there's <laughs> one thing i like about i like quicksilver the use of quicksilver's powers here yeah it's a little fun showing like he's so fast so he just uses like the tips of his fingers to like stab right you can move so quickly they're kind of just like a bullet oh so yeah you can like I think that's fun and kind of scary. And then I like the scene where he grabs Jimmy and runs with him so fast that like the, um, you know, just the, the air flow over him starts to like peel his skin back. Yeah. I think that's kind of interesting and fun. Uh, what is less interesting and fun and more of like mystifying is the scene where there's like four soldiers, I think, attacking Jimmy Hudson. <laughs> yeah. And then one, one panel, they're all standing there like in their military garb. The next panel, they have no skin. All their skin's <laughs> gone. And yep, <laughs> implied like it's not even really that clear what's happened. It's implied, I, mean, I guess, that Quicksilver skinned them really alive, quickly. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I mean, I <laughs> guess like it's the idea that he moves so fast that he was just like do like pull out a a, a knife and just slowly uh, skin them alive while you know <laughs> slow and methodically, or that he moves so fast that he like blast past them so quickly that their skin flew off. I like I, I like mean, to think it's that second one. 
Uh, yeah, I don't so know. It's I like I don't need product. to know, and like it's kind of fun. I don't know if fun is the right word, but like that's just a dumb comic thing, and I kind of like it. It's like Hokai tearing off his uh, his fingernails and launching them at people. That's just dumb fun, I think. Yeah, well, that's that is pretty fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, all right, you sold me on it. Yeah, it's uh, weird. <laughs> oh, we uh, we didn't mention this is written by Colin Bunn, uh, one of the funniest names. Sorry, Colin, but. Your name is very funny to me, <laughs> Colin Bunn, uh, and uh, and David Messina on uh, on art here. Colin Bunn, who's known for, um, I actually didn't know that he had that big of a uh, Marvel career here. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's written a lot of Deadpool. He's written a lot of. He's written some Captain America. He's done like a lot Defenders, of X Men stuff. I think. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, I guess he did twelve issues of a Defenders run. Anyway, he's had ton tons of. Uh, of Marvel work in some yeah. DC, but I guess when I knew him, I knew him from uh, uh, Hero Country, right? One of his like a dark horse horror mm, series, okay. which I haven't read, but like I'm aware of that. Like that's what I I thought he was like a horror comic book writer. That's like what I think of when I think Colin Bunn. So uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Maybe this, you know, the ultimate comic line is often where good writers go to write bad comics. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to judge him on that. We've had plenty of like all-time That's great writers do some all-time bad work <laughs> here. So, you know, uh, like, I guess he, uh, oh, he broke into Marvel with Deadpool kills Deadpool in 2013. Okay. <laughs> Which is, it's a funny idea. Um, all right. So last, but not least, because I think Wolverine is least, I would say, I don't know. Do you agree? Like, I think that was the most boring. <sighs> I think X-Men was more annoying to me, but yeah, Wolverine is really? the okay. worst one. Okay, that that didn't bother me that much, but uh this this one this one's okay. I don't know. This, this again is like, yeah, there's some interesting ideas here, but mostly mostly this just feels like an average comic that you would not want to read except <laughs> for this club. <laughs> that like it's just one of those comics yeah. that reminds me that like, yeah, most comics are just kind of trying to be Brian Michael Bendis at this time. And not as good as Brian Michael Bendis, which isn't even, like, that big of a compliment, it's, right? It's like, also so weird because it's, like, it's the ultimates being in charge of the of rebuilding the U.S. and Captain America being mm-hmm. president. And it's still a kind of boring comic. That's yeah incredible to me because, yeah, like, I, I said it earlier, but like, I was so excited about the, like, the new sandbox of the Ultimate Universe and, like, yeah. having the Ultimates leading the the United States and, like... They do nothing with it, and they they go back to status quo so quick. It's like actually yeah, kind of impressive. <laughs> yeah, there, there's like a few interesting ideas here, but for the most part, I mean, it's just one of those things where like it's just in the execution. And I think Sam Humphreys, who's writing here, like just never really finds a good groove, finds like a unique voice. Like it, it feels like someone who's kind of aping Brian Michael Bendis. Like, and it just feels like a lightweight version of when he's really good. Yeah. So like, um. It doesn't work that well. Captain America's dealing with the country being super divided after uh, the United We Stand, Divided We Fall. Is that or no? Yep. V- vice versa. Um, and uh, he's like, <laughs> he's taking an, a, like a very incredible, like, you know, old school constitutionalist view of things, which is like two states are like, look, we're building up our military force on, you know, North Carolina and South Carolina, the border is becoming militarized. We're about to start, like, a civil war between the two of us. And Captain America is just like, you two are acting like children. Work it out. Hang up call. (laughs) (laughs) And he hangs up with them. And he does it over and over and over again, which I think is really funny. Anytime the states have any problems, he's just like, 
the federal government uh, does not involve itself in state matters. Like, we need to, you know, have smaller government. Like, it's clearly, like, an ideological underpinning of this comic that, uh, you know, like, the, these states need to work stuff out and compromise and w- reaching across the aisle, etc. Yeah. And it's uh, also, like, it's, it's also just uh, Steve Rogers not wanting to have to deal with it and just wanting to go punch some Hydra soldiers. <laughs> I do love. I I do really love when Steve Rogers is faced with like crony, uh, like a crony capitalism, (laughs) and uh, you know, like politicians being like, "Well, I'm the, you know, the real power broker behind the politics." You know, this like industry leader. Uh, He just like punches the guy and like slams him through a door. Right. Yeah. He has absolutely no tact when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's the fun version of this where he's like, right, exactly. Where he's faced to corporates. BS and like like being in a in a in a snake nest and he just yeah, doesn't care yeah. and punches his way out because that's what he does. Uh-huh. That's that's the fun version of it. But when it's just yeah, like, uh, I agree. well, I won't involve myself because it's not my role. That's that's just boring. Yep. Yeah. 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 Total. Total agree. Um, and uh, Iron Man's like going kind of on a like you know uh, like this Patriots tour. Right, like he's showing up at ball games, he's showing up at Jay Z concerts. Yeah, um, and he has like the new it, Iron Patriots armor. Yeah, right, which is pretty bad looking. Ha- have we have we I, talked I kept, about kept his his tumor? <laughs> a like, little bit. What's I, going on with that? It's weird because I was reading like reading it this time, and I was like, "How did Jonathan Hickman make this work?" Because I remember liking it when Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy that it's a Jonathan Hickman thing. Like, how? It's funny because yeah. Yeah, I was, so, I was so, on board with it when Jonathan Hickman wrote it, and now I'm like, what? How is this? Yes, so, so not, like, like it doesn't work. <laughs> Tony Stark's tumor has a personality, and it's like, I mean, he he's a younger Tony Stark, and I'm just realizing like it's the ultimate version of like teen Tony Stark for the '90s, kind of. Like oh, he just yeah, has yeah, a yeah. mini him in yeah. his head, like mm-hmm. like uh, serving as his Jarvis, basically. basically. His tumor has grown into like being its own little brain, so he's yeah, got which is basically like the like. In in the comic, he's used as like Jarvis in the movies. He's just like the AI, AI controlling his armor. It's except like it's not AI. It's a literal brain tumor <laughs> with a personality. Yeah, and like yeah, it, everyone knows it, and people even talk to it, but no one questions right. it. Yeah, it's it's almost like there's a little like Peter Parker where he's just like, "Hello, Miss Chang," and they're like, "Anthony, call her Monica," or like, <laughs> you know, yeah. or stop, don't call her Monica. Call her like Commander Chang, right? Um, yeah, that that stuff's wild. Yeah, it's yeah. There's very that. There's a plot about like there's a plot about Nick Fury, um, like double crossing America and working for Hydra in the. I hated this. In like <laughs> he's wearing one of those like uh, you know, what, the things that the mutants wear to like like the, a, like a, a image with. inducer or something like that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He's wearing like an image inducer that makes him look like the six one six Nick Fury. Yeah, but he's still, wait, very, so he's in disguise, he but he still has the eye patch. <laughs> exactly what what? yeah 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 Yeah, that's that's very weird (laughs) um yeah i think that's a a stupid little like hey you know this thing you love this thing yeah Um, and and at first they don't talk about the image in jisa like they just show him and they say oh that's nick fury and i'm like wait did something happen to the universe where everyone thinks nick fury has always been a white guy or what happened here what's what's going on (laughs) yeah yeah i agree uh the the other part is um the the politician from California who Captain America like snub reactivates the West Coast Avengers which were like the pre ultimate the West Coast Ultimates yeah um, which again like it's very returning to the well 
of like, hey, let's take a 616 thing and just like jam it into here. And I guess they do some tweaks, but it's not interesting tweaks. So, you know, like Tigra's here and she's just a wildcat of a woman. And Wonder Man is here and he's kind of just the Hulk. Like he's just out of control and big and yeah. strong. Vision is the one that I kind of am like, Vision's this it, like weird, nerdy, snobby computer guy. Yeah. Who then is like a real creepazoid. Um yeah, Vision's a weirdo, and I kind of I don't know, I don't know how help. to explain it, but like the West Coast Ultimates felt very Miller to me. Like that felt like something yeah, Mark Miller would have come up a with. Miller. Yeah, I mean they're not and nearly as like th- there's no one idea that makes you like no. <laughs> shake your head. Um, but uh, um, oh, you know what? I will give a lot of credit to the scene where Tony Stark is sitting with Anthony watching a movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then Black Knight shows up and attacks him i think it's a pretty good scene and i think that's a good scene of like building tension of the black like the black knight shows up and attacks him and cuts his his suit in half um i think that's a good scene of being like oh there's a big threat here like the way that that's executed works yeah really well and i like the black knight the black knight's this big robot guy with a power sword i think he looks kind of cool yeah Um, and then like there's but that's it you you reminded me of that with the black knight there's yeah. a whole subplot about the Infinity Gems and Sue Storm and Thor going after the Infinity Gems in this, and it's still the, one of the most boring we- comics we've read. <laughs> like how? Because <laughs> so, I think like the Modi, which was who was the the villain in the previous crossover, and who is uh, Thor's son, Thor and Hela's son, um, he was using the Mind Gem, I think. And here Sue Storm na- now has the Mind Gem, and like. We know there's a handful of other Infinity Gems on Earth, and she's trying to go after the the last one. And so like Thor and her are on that quest, and it's 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 a like yeah, w- yeah I, I almost it's weird that the Infinity that Gems are a on. weird subplot in those. <laughs> yeah, I mean it kind of feels like it's building in the background for some. We've already had Thanos though. Thanos is like, he wasn't after the Infinity Gems. Boring. He was after like the Cosmic Cube, I think. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, yeah very know. strange. Uh, I mean the the cover of the next issue shows the gauntlet. So yeah. uh, we're getting to that. Yeah, we'll so I, don't, see. I don't know where that's going to go. Very, uh, very strange. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I think pretty boring. I think like m- not even boring. I don't think like like not aggressively bad, just aggressively average. Right. Like that's that's kind of what I walked away thinking. It, you know, it's one of these comics where it's like I just never would read this <laughs> except for the comic club. Yeah. That we're doing. But it feels uh, which is, I think the know, worst of it the is that it feels it. like missed potential after like. Hickman's Ultimates being like the highest of highs and then Divided We Fold United of Stand being interesting, at le- kind of interesting and leading into an interesting new direction. And then like going back to nothing comics or like very baseline uh, baseline superhero stuff that doesn't do anything more than that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, so uh, I mean, th- this contributes to the overall feeling of like, I mean, reading these, knowing that this is like, we have... Oh boy, uh, like 15 issues of Ultimates left and, you know, maybe like 15 issues more or less of every of the main series. Not much. Um, it, it, it does just make it feel like even more inessential <laughs> than it already is, right? If this was the beginning of the Ultimate Universe, maybe we'd be like, you know, uh, there's some like interesting ideas here. So maybe they're building to something and, you know, we could see where this goes. But like knowing this is all about to just kind of end, you know, like... It, it does it's not doing it any favors um, yeah and like it doesn't feel like we were ring up to and like i think we are well they, they didn't know right this is two yeah, years away from two the years end away of the i think universe um yeah. but yeah it like 
it feels like we the the universe is kind of like peddling out but it's also like yeah i don't know it's it's weird to get interested about the brand new direction for the ultimate universe which is like which also maybe makes sense as to why the universe was cancelled mm-hmm yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, reading this, it, it is interesting. I was reading, like, the X-Men comics, and I kept just thinking, like, it's so... St- like, like we've built up this ultimate universe, and at this point, it's so much its own thing. <laughs> like, this X-Men comic is so into its own universe that I'm like, like, maybe it's good that this is ending, because it is no longer an, an approachable world, right? If you jump into the Reservation X storyline, you're kind of like, oh, what the hell's going on here? Like, yeah. If, if you're just a, a 616 reader, right? Which, like, you know, I guess that's another question of, like, what purpose does the Ultimate Universe so- serve over time, right? At the beginning, it's clearly, like, a place you can jump in and, like, read for the first time ever and you don't need any previous knowledge. But at this point, 10 years I mean, in, 12 years in, whatever. Yeah, and that, like, that's, what's what's the... ma- that, that's what makes the, like, walking back President Cap and the Ultimate uh, State of America, like... Yeah. That's disappointing, but because that's a thing you can only do in the Ultimate Universe and not in Six One Six, because that's just changing completely how the universe works. Like mm-hmm. I, to me, that's what the role the Ultimate Universe should serve, which is doing mm-hmm. stuff you can't do in the main line. Like that's not what they're doing at all right now. They're just going back to to basic superhero stuff and not. Uh, I think that, that like yeah, it's the lack of great ideas, like big ideas that uh, we haven't really seen since Hickman. Well, see, that's the mm, I'm I'm like a little torn because I'm like I I mean the 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 like the really nice thing about the Ultimate Universe to me is like the first four or five years of it where you can say like oh you've never read a Marvel comic before, yeah, well you know you could start with the Ultimate Universe. There's worse places to start. You'll kind of get an idea of who the Fantastic Four and X Men and Spider Man are without having to read, like, 60s and 70s comics, right? Yeah. Like, that's what I did when I was 19. I read a ton of this stuff, and it, like, like it almost, like, primes you, right? So that when I go back and read 70s stuff, I'm like, oh, I know who, you know, the Fenris twins are. <laughs> I read about them in the... I know who the Hellfire uh, Club is, right? Like, I read about those in the Ultimate comics. And even yeah. if they're different, like, I still have, you know, it's, it's just kind of, like, <laughs> priming your brain for this stuff. At this point, I'm like... Like, those big swings, I'm like, well, just do that in Marvel, right? Like, take big weird swings and make Captain America president in the mainline Marvel. Like, I, I don't necessarily want this to be as big and messy as 616 because, like, that that then just seems like you're just causing a parallel problem, <laughs> right? Like, that uh, it's becoming a big sprawling universe that's out of control and has too much continuity to deal with. Because, like, that's kind of where we are now with this. It's becoming, like, 616 where, like... Yeah, you can't just jump into this. With the exception of Miles, you can jump into the Miles series. But, like, yeah. re- reading Ultimates now is not something you can just be like, well, I, you know, I, 616 is too complicated for me. I want to start reading Avengers comics, but I don't want to go back to the beginning. I'll just start reading the Ultimate line. Well, no, not anymore, right? Like, um, I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I, 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 it it kind of seems to me like it's defeating its purpose, but... Maybe that's just because the comics are bad, <laughs> you know. And if this was, if this was crafting a really cool original world that was like convoluted and interesting, then maybe I would think differently. But, um, but I mean, because yeah. that's I mean, going back to Hickman, but like his Ultimates, you, I wouldn't recommend it as like a first comic because it, it, I don't think it would necessarily make sense for new readers. But it's like 
it makes the ultimate universe worth ex worth existing because that's not a story you could tell in six one six because that's just not how that universe works. Like if if we had kept going with stories like that, like with big big ideas like that and big uh, like having like that's also something you can do with the ultimate universe, which is like you have less series, so you have you can have more easily a, a shared central idea, I guess. Um, yeah yep which yeah, you, I, I totally agree with that which right? is missing like, right now yeah i mean it, at any one time there are four main series to the ultimate universe right yeah. like avengers x-men fantastic four spider-man those are the four that we get and then you get like little four six issue mini spin-offs but like for the most part it's those four series right now three because fantastic four is gone um so like yeah that that is that is like an interesting benefit to it right like it's kind of like the Black Hammer universe where it's like you want a superhero universe yeah. where you can read everything and you see the entire scope of the whole thing all in one and that's like that's satisfying right I get that I mean it's why people like Invincible also right it be kind of becomes its own big like superhero world but it is contained to one book with a couple little spinoffs um yeah 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 it's it's interesting maybe we'll uh. We'll probably talk about this at the very end. Uh, we might have a wrap-up episode or something, or just focus on this at the end, kind of talk about the uh, the Ultimate Universe in its entirety. Maybe we'll see if Dave wants to come back. Um, I don't know. Maybe if he pays us. <laughs> if he pays us to come back <laughs> to, to yep. talk about this. Uh, all right, so coming up next, we've got episode 32, 33, and 34, and then we are done with the Ultimate Universe. I kind of can't believe it. It's like 600 issues, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little while. I'll have to. I'll, I'll add it up and like make sure I, I have the actual number in front of me by the uh, the end. Um, some big episodes coming up though. Next episode is only nineteen issues, but then the next two are twenty seven and thirty. So uh, strap in. We're going to be reading uh, quite a bit for the last two episodes. Next episode is kind of more of the the same. It's oh no no I'm I'm mixing this the up. Next the next episode is twenty seven issues. Yeah, sorry, I was looking at the wrong one. Um, twenty seven, and then I don't know how many. I didn't count it up, and then thirty. So quite a bit. But next episode is going to be some more X-Men, some more Ultimates, more Spider-Man, and then Ultimate Comics Iron Man, which I'm not particularly excited for. Um, but I'm no. more excited. I'm excited for more Spider-Man. And I'm, I don't know if I say excited, but I'm curious about what X-Men does now. You know? I, I yeah, because like I have no idea what comes next. But it feels like... It feels like a very, uh, very weird end point. Colossus to... was on the cover of the next issue. So yeah. maybe they just move away from what we've been looking at. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Bring back the gays. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mean the murderers? He murdered a man in cold blood. He murdered did the he? concentration camp prison guard. And violence is never... Uh, when did that happen? <laughs> During... Uh, when was this? It was like... Well, I don't know. When they were in concentration camps. It was the beginning of this run. He, like, killed somebody. Okay. Uh, I think I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally fine. I think, I think like, I'm pretty... Yeah, God, the... Yeah, anyway. I mean, they treated it like Colossus. You've crossed a bridge we can never uncross. And it's like, the guy was, like, a guard at your concentration camp. I think yeah. it's okay. <laughs> the, oh, the wasn't he on drugs at some point? The, like, the, the was, wasn't he on N MGH or something? That was a long time ago. Yeah, that was, I don't know quite a bit ago where they were all on that drug that like amped up their powers that yeah, was well fun. that's that's that the last closest thing i remember no it was this whole run where a bunch of them were being held in these like prison camps um i mean wasn't that divided with full united stand no it was different prison camps <laughs> <laughs> this was before that <laughs> how am i the one who remembers this that's weird i don't know uh, God, there's the, been the, like five different 
mutant prison camps in the Ultimate Universe. How <laughs> do you want me to remember? It's true. They do just kind of keep returning to the same yep. wells. Um, and then we've got an event called Cataclysm, which I don't know anything about. And I know it's like it's dealing with some 616 stuff, which is interesting. Really? Okay. Well, maybe I'll have to vet those to double check that they're not like too involved in 616. Yeah. um, Because we're going to try to avoid that. Like the end of the Ultimate Universe dovetails with 616. And it's kind of a spoiler, but also there's no way avoiding talking about it. Uh, I mean, we're not going to dive into it because we'd have to read. It's like 90% 616 stuff and a very small portion of it is the Ultimate Universe. Um, But, you know, we have to at least acknowledge that that exists and tell people where to go if they want to start you know continuing on from the ultimate universe uh, yeah once this wraps up so yeah thank you thank you all for listening thank you charlotte for powering through covid uh to, <laughs> yep. uh, to record with me do you know where you caught it um probably at a like um games night at a at my favorite bookshop which was fun but um not worth the covid <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yeah well that's because games bookstores and game night uh, that sounds like devil stuff to me. Uh-huh. Uh, that stuff, den- dens of immorality, and you deserve your fate. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> that's that's the name of the the bookshop, friends. the den of, immor- den den of, of immorality. immorality. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be an actual good name for a bookshop. Like, I'd go there. I'd be curious. Actually, you know, you know, it'd be a fun name for like a a gaming shop is uh, Satanic Panic. Like, <laughs> like a place good. that focuses on good. like tabletop gaming. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening, and we will. Oh, wait. We had a we had an actual sign off from the Slack. And you didn't know uh, it, of course. It was something about uh, <laughs> see you next year, and all moms deserve smooches. Oh yeah, yeah. I, okay. I don't I don't remember the context, but that's our sign off. All moms get smooches. You don't need context Bye, to everyone. give moms a smooch. Bye. <laughs> give, give your mom a smooch or someone else's. Oh, mom. someone else's mom. Bye. Yep. Bye. <laughs> Oh god. I got issues. I got issues.